3: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. The window. I want all of you to get up out of your
1: chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell.
4: This is at the window on the Sports Grade TV Network. Check us out, Pluto TV, channel I 17. I am Sean Guasamacchia, Drew Martin with me as well, as we will take you all the way up to five p.m. Eastern time. Then Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenzi will bring you uh, all of their best bets of the night in game time decisions. But that's at five o'clock. We have a lot to do this hour, Drew. And just uh, before we get started, it's a little unusual for me to be broadcasting here from Midtown Manhattan with the curtains drawn here uh, at the lovely restaurant here, Versa. But there's a party outside, Drew. I guess they don't want the people in the party to get distracted or, you know, I'm just not a fan of at the window with Sean Guasamaki and Drew Martin, bro. I I don't know. Well, what the deal is.
5: Yeah. I mean, give the people what they want. You know, if they want to watch the show live from the, from the restaurant cocktail in hand,
4: let them have it. Right, Sean. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, They should at least see into the studio. You know, it's kind of unusual to see like no, uh, Nobody outside. I always see I usually peer to my left and I could see the restaurant, the bar, and the big screen TVs. But today it's a little unusual because the curtains have been drawn. So uh, we'll have to deal with it for me at least for this hour, drew.
5: hey, it happens, man. We got a uh, good sports betting card. Of course, you know, anytime it's November lot to get to. We got college basketball, NBA, college football, NFL, hockey. If you're a hockey guy, it is what it is, man. lot to catch up on. Yep. But, uh, you know, they're in New York City, man. You, 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 you got to tell me all about it. It's been years <laughs> since I've been there. You're telling me you're in a, in a restaurant in Manhattan. It, it sounds awesome. And I'm sure there's listeners out there that uh, really want to experience what you're experiencing right now, yeah, Sean.
4: So if people don't know what the studio looks like, Check us out on Instagram, at SportsGridTV. Rebecca does a nice job. She's our uh, social media manager. She posts videos, and you'll get a great idea of what uh, the Versa restaurant and what the studios look like here in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34. Drew, and I know one of these days we're going to get you here in New York, maybe for March Madness, but although maybe Vegas is a better spot for March Madness. I don't know when, but we got to get you here in New York City, man.
5: You know, I'm down to come there. It's been it's been over a decade, probably even longer wow. than that, since I've been Jeez. in New York, really in the Northeast, outside of the state of Virginia. I do have a friend getting married to a girl from New York in the month of May, so okay. not sure if that works okay. for y'all over there, Sean.
4: It, yes, May May works very well. I mean, it's a good time of year. What would we have, May? I'm thinking it's Preakness time in May, so we could talk about that. Uh, we have uh, NBA playoffs, we have the NHL playoffs, so a lot going on. Baseball, all right, cool, cool. Uh, we'll stick, uh, we'll stick with that. All right, uh, Drew, as you said, a lot to get to. For last night, though, didn't look. I, I bet, I, I bet, sorry, uh, blindly a little bit with the Warriors on the road at Memphis on the money line plus two ten came out. Uh, I mean, the Warriors. 2-12 going into the game, they won on the road convincingly too against the Grizzlies, won some good money. So uh, you know I was taking a little bit of a risk, but I like the plus money there, plus 210 on the money line, and I, I guessed right, and I won. But uh, we, we're going to give you a little bit better um, uh, bets tonight and today, what to look forward to. I know you, you follow college basketball closely, Drew. Uh, is there a bet right now that you're looking at that you're leaning towards that you're going to make at the window shortly?
5: Absolutely, there is, and uh, we got best bets coming up, I guess. Uh, are, are we releasing our best bets in the first segment here?
4: No, well, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. if you want, you, you could give them a little taste, maybe a little bit of a tease uh, for for tonight. I, I mean, my best bet, I'm going to look for college football uh, next segment, uh, but, but, but yeah, if you want to give them a little tease or what to look out for, maybe not your best bet, but your other bets that you're looking at for tonight's uh, card, on tonight's card.
5: Um, well, best bet is going to come from college basketball. It's one that I've uh, definitely done some research on. But uh, I guess we could go—not that I haven't researched the college football card as well. But pulling that up right now, there is a spot going tonight, Sean. Where uh, you know we talk about the trend is your friend in investing. It's also your friend in sports gambling. We got the Akron Zips playing, man. We got yeah. one of the worst teams in MAC football, one of the worst teams in all of college football playing tonight. Of course, uh, what it's it's 0 10 straight up, 0 10 against the spread, talking about this Akron Zips team. And uh, they're catching 30 in the hook against Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio is a uh, solid MAC team overall, have a chance to win the division and laying 30 points. Tough to do weeknight football, but. Uh, Hey, 0-10 ATS, you've been making money. I've been making money. Fading the zips. I'm not stopping tonight. Lay the wood with Miami of Ohio, buddy. I,
4: I love it. it. It was 31. It's gone down to 30 and a half. How can you go against this trend, Drew? 0-10 ATS, how can you go against that? I know it's people are looking at it like, all right, Akron's due, right, finally uh, to go against that trend. But Miami of Ohio, as you said, they're not a great football team. I believe they did clinch. They, they clinched, right, their spot in the MAC championship. So maybe that's a, a worry. They don't have much to play for here tonight, Drew. Um, I think they roll, though. 30, 30 and a half. Akron can't score. They, they just can't. They scored two touchdowns miraculously uh, last week uh, against, what, Bowling Green, was it? Uh, Who they play last week? I'm trying to look at their schedule. But uh, Eastern Michigan, I believe it was, Akron. Um, they're terrible. I, I'm with you. I'm going with the trend. ATS, book it tonight. Akron loses by more than 30 and a half points. I like that. It's a Mac football on the card. You looking at anything else? NBA, I know there's a full slate of games in the NBA there, Drew. Uh, Last night, uh, LeBron James, the Lakers, favored by 11 and a half points against the Thunder. They won by five, so did not cover that game. But LeBron made a little history. He recorded a triple-double First person to record a triple double against all thirty NBA teams—that's incredible. Obviously, he played um, for the the Cavs and the Heat, so the Lakers. He he recorded a triple double against the Lakers, and now uh, he does it against the Thunder. Incredible feat, not one that you're going to put, I guess, on his Hall of Fame plaque, but still, nonetheless, it's it's impressive, man.
5: It is impressive, absolutely, man. And uh, you you know you, b- before you get into it, you were talking about um them the, the, the action here. Yeah. Yeah, did want to bring up the fact, you know, Akron, their last two road games, Bowling Green and Northern Illinois, 84-6, to the combined score that they've lost by on the road in the MAC. Now they're going up against the Miami of Ohio team that, in my opinion, is better than both of those two teams. Lay the wood here, guys. Uh, I've done it personally. So uh, Miami of Ohio, minus 30 in the hook. All
4: right. Drew Martin says lay it. All right. We're going to get back to college football a little later with Joe Lisi. We're going to go to NFL next here on At the Window. Right here on At The Window on the SportsGrade TV Network. Check us out. Zumo TV Channel 719. Pluto TV Channel 517. We are on every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is myself, Sean Guasamacchia, and Drew Morton. Follow Drew Morton on Twitter at Drew DrewMortonBets. I am on Twitter at underscore Sean G. That's Sean with a U, as you can see right there on the display. And, and Drew Let's talk some NFL before we get back into the college football with Joe Lisi coming up here shortly. I love the Jets on the you know, at home, with the Raiders coming all the way from the West Coast. We talked about it yesterday. I think that's a great play for this week in, in the NFL slate. Um, what is it? Three points right now for the um, Jets at home against the Raiders. And, and the Raiders, good football team. But as I pointed out yesterday, Jets against the run. Josh Jacobs can run the football. Jets—that's their strength defensively. They can shut that down. Make Derek Carr beat them. It's just—it's a really the bet, my best bet right now as we speak. And I'm looking at the spread. It's Jets plus three at home. Give me the points, man. I'm going with the Jets. Do you have a favorite play right now as we look at Week 12 in the NFL, Drew?
5: Yeah, I actually uh, bet too. Um, early in the week in the NFL, the first one. Um, plus, I, I, I want to comment on what you said. I love the Jets. You don't hear that all the uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, man, anything.
4: exactly. <laughs> Did you see Le'Veon Bell came out today ripping the NFL for the HGH test that he had to go through the PED test? Yeah, he ripped. No, the what NFL. happened? Yeah, he just ripped the NFL for like the random, you know, so-called random testing and what have you on Twitter. But you know, just another. Um, distraction, if you will, for the Jets. Always making news for the wrong reasons there. You know, first with Sam Darnold with Mono. Jamal Adams, their safety. Do you remember that whole fiasco with that he was going to get traded or not? And he, he had an issue with that, with uh, being lied to. Um, and then, well, he's great. He had, what, three sacks last week? Man, they got to keep him. And now you have Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. It's never um, a dull moment here in New York with the Jets. But this week, despite their... Lack of success on the football field. I like their spot right now, having won two in a row. I like them against the Raiders plus three points.
5: Yeah, um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Not 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 looking to bet Oakland, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Oakland Raiders. You know, like you said, traveling all the way on the other side of the country. Not an easy travel spot here. No bye week, just playing Cincinnati. They are on a three-game winning streak that you're stepping in front of, Sean. That's uh, always a little bit you know, dicey, but who have they played? Cincinnati, one of, if not the worst team, then again, LA Chargers we know we've seen the Chargers have their struggles with Philip Rivers and the Lions before that so uh it, it hasn't been the toughest of roads here they have put together uh, three wins in a row some of which uh, actually none of which a true road game here so um it, it is a different kind of uh, ask to go on the road in the last two games they went on the road versus Houston and Green Bay drop both of those so I think you have that in, in, in your pocket if I'm playing that game Sean I'm with you on the Jets the game that I I'm looking at Dallas and New England. This is going to be a uh, heavily bet game when you're talking the Cowboys and Patriots, arguably at this point in the NFL, two of the uh, largest franchises anyway, by uh, eyeballs going to be watching this game the afternoon slot here we're talking the cowboys back-to-back road games that's the first time all year so in terms of going back and being able to handicap this situation with this team there is no sample size here so i have that as a fade opportunity on the cowboys they have had three straight overs in five of the last six to the over you know it speaks to their defense maybe not being as dominant as some people think and their offense has been clicking but uh more from a side perspective here the new england patriots man they've won five of their last six against the number sean you know a lot of eyeballs on that baltimore ravens game which they did drop but um i think it was almost like a buy low opportunity we saw them cover this past week against the eagles They're 9-1 straight up, 7-3 against the number. We know Tom Brady over, what, the last 15 years, Sean, over a 60% cashing clip against the number. That's one of the best stats I like in all of sports betting stats. The New England defense, outside of the Baltimore game, they haven't let up more than two touchdowns all year long besides that Ravens game we talked about. I think New England is still underpriced here. You can get them under one score, just at six in the hook in Gillette Stadium. I think the Patriots are the side here hosting the Cowboys, Sean.
4: That's a great game that everyone is going to be paying attention to. One thing about the Patriots though, and and Tom Brady voiced his frustration with the offense with his weekly interview on WEEI in Boston. He does a weekly appearance on the Greg Hill show, and he talked about how they have to get better offensively. They have to do better. But he also said the strength of the team is the defense and the special teams, which is interesting that coming from Tom Brady, the all-time, I, I, I'll, I, I'd I put him up there with uh, Joe Montana, number one and number two all-time. I think he's that good. Um, so to hear that coming from Tom Brady, there's some truth to it. And, and that's where I have some pause with this game, covering the six and a hook as I see it right now in Gillette Stadium this week against the Dallas team, which, Prescott threw all threw the football all over all over the place. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott has struggled running the football, but you got to believe that they'll get that better with the offensive line. Six and a hook to cover, even though they're at home. I like the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Drew. I'm, I'm you know uh, that's my lean right now as I look for look at it. Okay,
5: that's fair enough. You know the the uh, six and a half the Alcuin ultimate equalizer here. You bring up Tom Brady and Sean, look, I, I, I was always a Peyton Manning guy, you know, back in the, you know, a few years ago when it was like, who's the best quarterback? I was always in the Peyton Manning group. Uh, I just think he, he kind of revolutionized the position. But at this point, uh, Tom Brady, in my opinion, you bring up, you know, number one or number two quarterbacks all the time. He's number one, in my opinion. He he is. I mean, just what he's been able to do. You bring up the fact I did see that uh, clip in terms of him talking about, you know, their, their top units or the special yep, team yep. and defensive units. I don't necessarily view that as a negative. The quarterback saying about his team, you know, know your role is a big part about playing the quarterback position. We see it, you know, Philip Rivers, not really, quote unquote, knowing his role, thro- taking shots <laughs> that, you know, he lost it for his team. We're not going to see that very often with Tom Brady. You know, he's a smart quarterback. He more that more times than not is making the right decision. Sure. Is he on the downside of his career? Absolutely. There's no argument to that. But the downside of Tom Brady's career is a lot better than the average quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. I want him on my team. And with that defense, you know, talking outside of the Baltimore game, not letting up two touchdowns, more than two touchdowns all year long. Love that stat, man. The defense is going to keep it into it. And like, like he said, you know, good special teams with a smart, solid quarterback. I think New England's a great betting profile here, Sean.
4: How about early on, your early lean for Thursday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Texans favored by 3.5 at home, 44.5 the total. I look at this, and I said it yesterday, I like Deshaun Watson in this spot. Short week at home, coming back with vengeance because he didn't play well against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens last week in a high-profile spot, too. I mean, the, that was the marquee matchup of, of the week. Going in, and Watson failed. Not a guy that's used to failing, right? Because he's a great football player going back to his Clemson football days, winning a national championship against Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I like the bounce back spot here. The Colts are a team playing good. Without Marlon Mack, though, how are they going to look with that fractured hand? Uh, I'd like the Texans in this spot. Three and a half, I'll lay it, uh, Thursday night football. You have an early lead, early lean here with uh, this game?
5: I don't disagree with anything he said. You know, Deshaun Watson, I, I'm looking to bet on more than fade. You bring up what he did, was able to do in college football. I think he's still underrated in the NFL. His mobility, um, also an underrated passer, in my opinion. They are catching, you know, more than a field goal here. You get that important hook on the three. Key number in the NFL. More games land on the number three than any other number out there. So we get the hook on that with Indianapolis, that's what leans me towards the Colts. But you talk about Thursday night and the home team, I like having that in my back pocket as well. So sidewise, not really much there to get me there. I haven't bet it as of now, Sean, but you know, you start talking, it's a a, a weeknight, you know, singled out NFL game. There will be a college football game as well. The degenerate in me wants to get involved. <laughs> and uh, yeah. of course the primetime NFL games, we've talked about it a bunch, Sean, over the last couple of weeks. The unders have been a trend here. We get a mid-40s number. That's not necessarily too low in the NFL nowadays. I lean towards the under, but need to do a little bit more research with this game being tomorrow.
4: Yeah, we'll look at it tomorrow, too. Just a early little uh, teaser there for tomorrow night's Thursday night football action. We'll, we'll get back to that. But I want to transition to the NBA. James Harden having an historical season. How good has he been playing? We'll take a look at that. And also some NBA schedule tonight. We'll, we'll take a look at that as well. Back at the window. Sports Grid TV Network right after this. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash grid to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website. Details. Welcome back into at the window. We are on Pluto TV channel five seventeen. Also remember, YouTube, uh, Sports Grid Network for your all your fantasy and sports wagering needs all the time and on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. So please follow us on Instagram. Watch us on YouTube. We are there twenty four seven. I am Sean Guasavankia, uh, joined alongside Drew Morton and Drew James Harden, uh, and just a, a crazy season thus far, averaging 39.21 points per game. If that holds, he would have the third highest points per game average in NBA history. The only person to do it uh, better? Wilt Chamberlain. He averaged 50.3 in 1961, 1962. Crazy. And then in uh, 1962, 63, 44.8 points per game. So then it would be James Harden. 39.1 uh, 39.21 points per game. How crazy is that number right now? And this is after last season he finished averaging 36 points per game. Only Michael Jordan in the um, modern era in 86-87 averaged more points per game. It's just remarkable what this guy is doing. Does not get enough credit, I believe.
5: No, it, it is remarkable. And I, I didn't know that you know he was up there with the, the, the likes of uh, the names that you threw out there. I mean, when you're talking uh, the only guy really in the modern era better is Michael Jordan. That's a, a, a heck of an atmosphere to be in. Um, I, I really didn't realize overall that he was that type of player, you know, that, that quality of top level score. Um, it, it, it's kind of interesting to see how he fits into the team and how they'll be able to kind of go towards the end of the season and how good they'll actually be Sean. I mean, do you actually see them, you know, making a run in the playoffs? Uh,
4: that is, that was going to be my next question. I don't know. I mean, that's my answer. I don't know. Uh, one thing's for sure: Russell Westbrook adds a new element to the mix this year. I don't know if that it's a bad thing when you're talking playoffs. I mean, Russell Westbrook's history is not great in the playoffs. He did go to the NBA Finals with Harden and and Durant when he was a kid with the Thunder, but usually he makes the wrong plays with five minutes to go in the game, just selfish kind of ball. Um, so I don't I don't know if I trust Russell Westbrook. That being said, with the Warriors now on the decline, and they're not going to make the playoffs, the, the West is wide open. I mean, you have the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. We don't know what, his health, what's going on there. Seems like that's a, an issue. I know load management is the excuse, but who knows, right, um, with the Clippers. The Lakers, there's some warts there with, with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Great for sure. Not a lot of depth there. Uh, I have some concerns there. Outside of that, you have the Rockets 8-1 to right now. To win the NBA championship on FanDuel Sportsbook, the Clippers are 3-1 to and the Lakers are a little less than 4-1. to 8-1 is great value. Why not take a flyer on them if you want to bet futures? And I don't know if I want to do that. As you point out, Drew, do you want the book holding your money until June? I mean, that's, I don't want them doing that. Uh, so I don't know if I'm into betting futures, but I think there's great value, Drew. 8-1 to on the Rockets right now.
5: It's it's an interesting one. You know, I, I'm with you. You know, the futures I might not get into, but we're seeing Houston what sitting at uh, seven and seven ATS as well. If I remember right, they didn't get off to the hottest start against no. the number, but uh, have since kind of reeled it in here. So if you've eight been wins betting in in late, a row, they've Drew, been good. I
4: don't know about ATS, but eight wins in a row straight up.
5: Yeah, man, 3 and 0 in division, 6 and 1 at home. Um also a great good under team, 5 and 9, which uh you know, throwing all those stats out and I'm talking 5 overs, 9 unders uh with the scoring ability that they have, the scoring talent that they have. Interesting to see them only 5 overs and 9 unders. That speaks to their defense as well, Sean.
4: Yeah, I mean, can they keep it up though? I'm not too sure about that, but a lot of people I I feel like the media as a whole a lot they don't trust the Rockets because of the past history. But I say that's because of the Warriors, the team that knocked them out the last two years in the playoffs. And they disappointed. They were up 3 games to 2 two years ago on the Warriors, they didn't get it done. They had a big lead in the 7th game, couldn't shoot the ball from 3. And then last year with Durant, you know, on the sideline, they couldn't get it done as well. So I get the the lack of success in the postseason under this squad, right, Mike uh, D'Antoni. However, the Warriors are done. I, th- that team is finished this year. They won't have to go through them. You still uh, give the respect to the Lakers and the Clippers, teams that have not had that championship pedigree with the current squads that they they uh, put out there now, right? The Lakers, of course, they have, but not with the team that they're putting out there now. So I like the Rockets. Uh, the Nuggets are a wild card, but right now a team that I think can make some noise and, and I think is worth the flyer, the Houston Rockets there in the Western Conference.
5: Yeah, and they're sitting at eleven and three, you know, overall in um in the conference, just just only behind the LA Lakers. The Lakers, you know, hats off to them, twelve and two, eight and one at home. They're also nine and five, ATS moneymaker there for the Lakers. So overall, I, I kinda like Utah as well, I think they're still a sleeper team with their home court advantage, but sitting at a surprising four and nine against the number. The Jazz really have been a uh, money burner of late. That's surprising (laughs) to me as well. They're sitting behind Denver in the Northwest there. Denver, a surprising team as well. Nine and three straight up, just five and six ATS. So I'm also noticing here in the NBA. The, the, the betting markets are having them priced pretty correctly here outside of what San Antonio just sitting at five and nine, three and 11 ATS. If you've been fading the Spurs, no other team really an outlier in terms of just straight up betting on or fading. You've absolutely been killing it, at least in the West, Western Conference so far this year, Sean.
4: So I'm looking at what you just said, right? Uh, with the against the spread numbers with the Nuggets and the Rockets, they face each other tonight. Nine ten, p.m. Eastern time. Nuggets at home, favored by a point. With what you said, right? I, I know the Nuggets straight up nine and three on the year, struggling against a spread. With the Rockets riding an eight-game winning streak. I mean, what is your like? If just your quick gut gut feeling here in this game, where, where would you lean?
5: I'm looking up the schedules here because I, I, I didn't kind of uh, uh, break it down under the hood, so to speak, but um. I guess I would lean here with Denver at home. You know, the uh, the thin air, the home court advantage that they do have. Plus, we're getting them at minus one, minus yep. 110. So uh, pretty much just winning the game, you're likely going to win your bet at worst push if it does land on one. I would. Uh, it's always tough to step in front of. You're bringing up the, the eight-game winning streak. So profile-wise, I usually stay away from that. I either bet on, you know, the trend is your friend. Or or just stay away from the game in, in all. And I think Denver being at home, I'm not looking to step in front of, you know, pick this is the spot where the streak ends. I don't like doing that in sports betting. So it's Denver or pass, but I'll likely pass here, Sean. I'm
4: with you too. It's Denver or pass. I hundred percent agree with what you're saying. You don't want to step in front of that eight game winning streak, but the numbers all favor the Denver Nuggets at home tonight. They have been off since Sunday, whereas the Rockets played on Monday. And like Where you said, did the Rockets play, the Rockets played on Monday. They won, of course. Uh, hold on. They played on Monday. I just had it up there. Uh, they won 132 one oh eight. Portland, they beat Portland on Monday. Okay, so, okay. I mean, um, and Portland stinks. We could get to Carmelo Anthony and his performance. Uh, not much doing there. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the lean is the Nuggets. The lean is definitely the Nuggets. If I'm going to place a bet tonight on that game, that's a game. That's a high profile game. Uh, maybe a, a possible Western Conference semifinal preview, right? I'm not going to go finals, but um, I think uh, the Nuggets have a lot more to play for as well, right? They want to prove that last year was not a fluke, whereas the Rockets, they're on the road running an eight-game winning streak. I like the Nuggets in this game. Yeah, I like it. Favored by a point. I like it.
5: Hey, Sean, also w- what you were saying earlier, um, load management. You know, I, I have yeah. come to to really kind of like that term, load management in the injury report, man. So it's weird. uh, it's, It is kind of weird. Do you think the NBA is going to shorten the season here in the next couple years? I mean, just to to. kind of combat that.
4: It's not good for the fans, right? Especially when Kawhi and the Clippers play on the road. And if you're a fan of Kawhi and you want to see him play in the Clippers, you're spending the money in advance and then he takes off the game. And also the TV aspect, right? ESPN pays a lot of money for primetime games featuring these stars and they promote these stars. And then if they don't play, it's kind of like, oh, oh well, that's a, that's a, that's a bummer. So, yeah, I, I think the NBA will have to do something about the regular season. And it is too long. 82 games is way too long. Condense it down to, what, 68? Is that what Kawhi played last year for the Raptors? Um, yeah, I think he played last. I think he played 57. So that's, that's not a lot. But, yeah, I, I think I would shorten the season. Baseball should do it, but they won't. But I think the NBA uh, should do it as well.
5: Yeah, baseball should do it, and, and and you know, but both sports have have things they could kind of improve on here. It's just you know the NBA just almost kind of just throwing it out there. Load management, I think it's I think it's kind of funny. It's an interesting handicapping angle too. I think it actually <laughs> helps us as sports betters if you can it get does. some inside information and uh, <laughs> yeah. use that to your advantage, getting out in front of it.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, it works greatly too. I mean, uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of a cop out. These if if they're healthy, and and you could play. Jordan played. The games he was healthy for, like he played all those games. Like I, I, I don't think it's changed that much. And the schedule was more daring, or or it was harder back then because more back to backs and more like, uh, you know, four games and like six nights kind of deal. Um, but you don't have that anymore. They they've made it a little easier, uh, to navigate the players the schedule, um, in the current CBA. So uh, yeah, I'd like to see these guys play. I load management's a bunch of crap. Um, <laughs> it is. But uh, look. Kawhi, they they would they won the championship last year, and he was great in the playoffs. So people are going to point to that. And until you could get a guy like Harden who plays every game, um, winning the championship, and saying, "Hey, listen, forget about this load management. Look, look what we did. You, you're going to have the same. You're going to have this. Go on each and every year."
5: Yeah, and and Sean, you bring up Michael Jordan. You know, talking about gambling, uh, Michael Jordan, big gambler, and uh, one of his buddies, Charles Barkley. Uh, self-admittedly, I believe, has lost over a million dollars gambling. Do did, 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 did you see he had to, to, to apologize? Maybe we can get it on, on, on the other side. I know we got Joe Lisi coming up as well.
4: Yeah, we have Joe Lisi coming up as well. Yeah, we'll get into Charles Barkley and his comments that he made. Coming back at the window, college football talk with Joe Lisi right after this. Welcome back to At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Shaq Bossamakia John, alongside Drew Martin. I am in Midtown Manhattan. Drew in Las Vegas, Sin City, Nevada. Lucky Drew. And now it's our time of the week to welcome in Joe Lisi at Go for the Two on Twitter. Does a great job on Saturdays, college football today. Co-host with Rich Sermonello from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time and also in-game live, 12 p.m. To 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sports Grid TV Network, Joe Lisi. How you doing this Wednesday, man? What's up?
1: Well, oh, what's up, guys? Week thirteen, final stretch run before the end of the finish. Uh, chomping at the bit, guys. Great weekend of college football ahead of us. Yeah, I can't wait to navigate this
4: tough SEC schedule. You know, they have a a lot of tough games <laughs> this weekend. What you got, Alabama, Western <laughs> Carolina? I mean. I don't know if they could beat them. I mean, we shouldn't even talk about Alabama being fifth in the latest college football rankings because Western Carolina, I mean, uh, you don't look ahead to Auburn this week, right? Right, Joe? Well, I
1: mean, last year at this time, guys, they were 52-point favorites against Citadel and failed to cover in the first half. It was almost a tight game. So anything is possible now with two out of the lineup, but I think Alabama beat just fine. Uh, getting through to the iron roll in week number 14.
4: (laughs) I only joke with you, Joe, and uh, here's my first question for you. Penn State at Ohio State. Big game for both of these squads there in in the Big Ten. The Buckeyes favored by 18.5 points, and we should know Chase Young expected to start and be back after his two-game suspension by the NCAA. He, of course, is projected to be a top 10, if not top 5 pick in the uh, NFL draft in 2020. The total in this one, Joe, 57.5. What's your take on the Penn State Ohio State game this weekend?
1: Yeah, I don't have a real strong feel about the total, but what I can tell you is I think Penn State will be in this ball game. Uh, I think, again, it comes down to the first 10 minutes of the first uh, quarter. We can. Sean Clifford making up plays. Uh, when you look at that game against Minnesota, he looked like a deer in the headlights. He made some poor decisions. But I think from a defensive perspective, the front seven of Penn State will keep them in this matchup. Now, from a playmaker standpoint, this is the mo- most talented offense that Ohio State's faced since Indiana in terms of the wide receivers like Hamler, Noah Cohn at the running back position. So it's going to come down to the interior offensive and defense alliance for Penn State, and, and that's where I think they're stronger than most of the teams that Ohio State has faced now I don't know if they'll get the victory, but I do feel that the Hitney Lions will be in this ballgame from start to finish and cover this 18-and-a-half point number Saturday afternoon.
5: Joe, thanks for joining us. Always good to talk to you, buddy. And I uh, want to ask you about a game out west here in the Coliseum, 330 Eastern kick on ABC, talking UCLA. Versus USC battle for LA here. We're talking US, USC finds themselves in the top twenty-five now, going up against a Bruins team. You know, a tough loss last week, getting blown out by one of the better teams in the country in Utah. But sitting at four and six, you know, you kind of out there looking ahead, you know, still a shot at a bowl game. Do um, you think? You, what are you thinking here with USC in the top twenty-five? You looking to bet on the Trojans minus what two touchdowns here? You think they can win by margin against their rival?
1: Actually, this is one of my better plays for the weekend, uh, Drew. I really like UCLA in this matchup, even though they failed to cover as a 21-and-a-half-point dog in Salt Lake City last year. And UC, UCLA has lost lost three of the last five by an average margin of defeat of 15.3 points per game. But they got this victory last year uh, by 34-27. to 27. I think it comes down to the rushing attack with Joshua Kelly and DTR. They're averaging around 158 rushing yards per game. And that's still the weakness and Achilles heel of USC's front seven. They're giving up around 167 per game. And here's the other factor as well. In order for UCLA to be in this ballgame and keep those wide receivers on the sidelines, they're going to need to run the football. Their front seven, though, UCLA over the last four games, 15 total sacks. And when you look at USC's offensive line, that surrendered 21 total sacks as a unit, I think UCLA would be in this ball game from start to finish. I think they're alive, though, Joe. I think they can strike the upset. I give the coaching advantage to Chip Kelly over Clay Helton. So I'd be all in on UCLA in this game. Hey,
4: Joe, I want to ask you about the Irish. Uh, you won big. Irish destroyed Navy, covered the seven by, by far last week. Uh, a lot of the, uh, I don't know if I want to say experts, but a lot of people were, were high on Navy in, in that one. You did not... Uh, like that at all, and, and you had the Irish last week. So let's talk about the Irish this week. 19 points against the Boston College team uh, this week, 64 the total. You like the Irish this week to cover this big number, 19 at home?
1: No, actually, I, I like Boston College. A couple of factors why I like the, the Eagles heading into, into this matchup. Well, the way the offensive line has been playing in, in back-to-back weeks, they rolled up 496 rushing yards, Uh, against Syracuse, followed that up in a loss against Florida State with 283. They're coming out of a bye week, but they have a very physical, heavy offensive line. And Notre Dame, even though they dominated that win against Navy, faced a triple option attack where they had to run sideline to sideline. They gave up 283 rushing yards in that matchup. Now they're going to be attacked at the point of attack through the A and B gaps with Corey Dillon. And, and when you look at this offense for Boston College, AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon. Con- Dillon, excuse me, they're converting 45% on third down conversions, and their defense is opportunistic, plus four in turnover margin. I think Boston College will be in this matchup. I'm taking the 20, 20 and a half points. I think they cover this number easy against Notre Dame. Joe, heading back out to the Pac
5: 12. Want to talk Utah and Arizona. We're seeing Utah, you know, off of the big win last week over UCLA, minus 22.5 here, having to lay another big number. But, you know, in the handicap style points kind of starting to factor in here. Want to get your opinion on Saturday's matchup between the Utes and the Wildcats here in Tucson. And also, you have any opinion here on Utah making the top four at, what, uh, 25 or 30 to 1 to win the national championship? you think there's any value in that on the Utes?
1: Well, I'll start with the value on the Utes. I think if we're breaking down both Pac-12 teams, Oregon and Utah, if they're both, you know, let, let's say, who do I like better? I like Oregon because I think they're more uh, multi-dimensional offensively that can match up maybe against a team like a Clemson or Ohio State if they got into the college football playoff. You can't take away what Utah's done. They're holding opposing offenses. It's a 2.7 yards per carry, but I still favor the secondary of Oregon over Utah. Utah still struggles with speed teams on their schedule now. They did struggle with UCLA last week, but I have a feeling that they might struggle in terms of the number this coming weekend in Tucson. I swore I would never take Arizona again but <laughs> the senior night in Arizona at 10 o'clock uh, in Tucson. I'm leaning to the Arizona Wildcats to cover that 22, 23 point number. If they can start fast and score some points and look for Kilio Pete to play, uh, I want to say a little bit in that matchup, I think his legs could be the difference in that ball game for Arizona to cover the numbers. So I'm taking in the Wildcats plus the 23.5 Saturday night. Wow, I didn't think you would go with the
4: Wildcats there, Joe. You did mention that you were not taking the Arizona Wildcats the rest of the year. But uh, all right, so interesting, interesting to, for you to, to to say that. I want to talk about the SEC, Texas A&M, Georgia, the Bulldogs favored by 13 points, 44 and a half is the total in this one, Joe. Uh, Georgia has everything to play for in this game. I know they haven't wrapped up the SEC East. They're going to play in the uh, the SEC title game. They have bigger plans ahead. Is this a trap? A possible trap game? They have, what, Georgia Tech the week after. So that's not a, the biggest of games, but they have that SEC title game in two weeks. What do you think of the 13 points here against the Aggies this weekend?
1: Yeah, there's no margin for error for Georgia, Sean. I, I think the one thing in terms of the handicapping perspective is, you know, the pressure to win each and every week is going to fall on Georgia's shoulders at home. And and this is a talented team in Texas A&M. They rolled up over 300 rushing yards against a solid uh, South Carolina defense that was holding opposing offenses to only 3.7 yards per carry last week. So they're going to look to run the football on Georgia's front seven, but the legs of Kellen mine and his athleticism could be a difference in this matchup, especially if they score fast. They're going to force the tempo against Georgia, an up-tempo type of game, to force Jake front, to match them score for score. Whatever team can dictate tempo, will win but I would take Texas A&M. They're not going to lose a bunch. They really can go all out in this matchup. There's no pressure. Nobody expecting them to win. So I would like the Ivy sports the 13.5 points in that ballgame. Joe, in a
5: big 12 here, we got a, a fascinating matchup between the Cowboys and uh, West Virginia. Talking Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Oklahoma State laying a full touchdown here, minus seven, 57 and a half the total. Love what Troy Brown's been able to do there with the Mountaineers. But uh, you think they can hang within uh, the, the, the full touchdown here at home against the high-powered Cowboys offense?
1: Well, they can. I mean, Jared Doggy came in last week. He's the former Bowling Green transfer quarterback, and he he tossed three touchdowns, no interceptions to give him the outright win. Uh, As a 14-and-a-half-point dog in Manhattan, anything's possible. But Oklahoma State's won five uh, straight in the series by 9.7 points per game. I just think they have the more opportunistic defense, and they have playmakers like Cuba Hubbard and Spencer Sanders, who's starting to progress At the end of the year, still got sold on the offensive and defensive lines of West Virginia. I'd be laying the seven points with Oklahoma State this coming weekend.
4: Hey, Joe, I have one more question for you. Texas at Baylor. Baylor coming off that tough, tough, tough loss to the Sooners giving up what? Uh, It was 28-3. to So um, the the Sooners came back, 25-point comeback there, and won the game in Waco. Now they face Texas. Not a great year for Tom Herman. Uh, I think he's overrated as a head uh, football coach there in, in Austin. Five-and-a-half-point favorites, the Bears at home against the Longhorns. Who you have in this one?
1: Yeah, I would lean to Texas, but mindset's going to be big for both teams. Obviously, Texas, where they have to play for it, 6-4 overall. And Baylor, after losing a 25-point lead to Jalen Hurts, they have to be down, even though they're playing at home in this matchup now. Texas has won four straight in the series by 13 points for a game that picked this victory up, only by six points last year in Austin. But I think they match up very well. Interior uh, defensive line play is going to be huge in this matchup, containing Charlie Brower and that offense going up against that offensive line for Baylor. That's the matchup. Baylor's offensive line got beat up towards the second half against Oklahoma. Does it continue now with Texas? I think it does. Now, Texas back-to-back road games—that's the only concern as well. But still, think they're the fresher team at this point. Giving the Longhorns, even though they lost that matchup in the last minute to uh, Brock Purdy and the crew, I think they're a live dog in this fall game. Joe, let's
5: end it with this one. Um, your you're top four—who who do you think makes the college football playoff in your opinion, man?
1: Who, who here's who I would like, guys. I would like Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. And I would like to see Oregon get in there. I think they're a team this year, even though they lost week one against Auburn, I think they're the most complete team that nobody's talking about. I mean, offensively and defensively, they have the type of recipe that can challenge some of the better teams in the nation. And the secondary, that's the most important thing. They can play man-to-man coverage, and their front seven is a lot better than people think they're athletic and have a senior quarterback. I'd like to see Oregon crack the top four by the end of the year. And is that what you'd you
5: like to see? Is that what you actually think will happen? That a, a Pac-12 champion will make it over, uh, I guess, the, the outside SEC team?
1: I would say that right now. I don't think Alabama's got a clear-cut uh, shot. I think there's a possibility they can lose to Auburn, especially with Mac Jones. And, and obviously Georgia. I mean, Georgia can lose this week. They can lose to their arch-rival in a rivalry game. So we'll see.
4: All right, Joe. Uh, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on Saturday. Uh, Michigan, nine and a half point favorites on the road against Indiana, Joe. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. It's three thirty game, so maybe we won't talk about it on Saturday. But thanks, Joe Lisi. At- the Hoosiers, guys. I it's know you the love Hoosiers. you love the Hoosiers. All right, thanks, Joe Lisi. We'll wrap things up here and at the window on the Sports Grid TV Network right after this. Wrapping things up at the window, coming up in a couple of minutes, game time decisions with the great Gabe Morenzi and Cam Stewart. Cam, I've been told, is going to uh, go on the Yang-Luciano diet. That means green beans. Stay tuned for that. But first, we want to get to best bets there, Drew. But uh, Mr. Burns in the chat here on the YouTube chat says, uh, Indiana needs to win. Hashtag fire Now, all right, fine, Mr. Burns, fine, if that's your your name. I guess it's a play on the Simpsons, right, Right, Drew? Yes, fire yeah. Harbaugh if, if, if Michigan, okay, loses to Indiana and Ohio State coming up here. That's not going to happen. Chances are he's coming back, Jim Harbaugh. He'll get another year, what, year number six? It's crazy, but he'll get another year. To make his case uh, to to finally win the Big Ten championship and get to the college football playoff and hopefully win it, but they're not firing him even if the Hoosiers beat the Michigan Wolverines on this Saturday. So just wanted to clear that up, Drew. Best bedtime? Uh, who you got tonight? All right,
5: college basketball card here, Sean, and um, uh, I I'm going with the Syracuse Orange here. I know uh what first game out the gate. Not looking good. A lot of eyeballs on them. What, the low number of uh, 37, I believe, they only scored against Virginia. But we're going, uh, excuse me, 34, even worse. But I I, I do think that there's value going forward with Syracuse. We've seen it in their last two games against Colgate and Seattle, scoring 70 points and 89 points, respectively, in their last game. Going up against Cornell, you know, power ranking-wise, about 280 in all of college basketball. Keep in mind, there's only a little over 300 teams. So one of the uh, bottom probably 20% teams here in college basketball against Cornell. I think they'll be able to run up the score. And we talk about finding change. You know, they had uh, Joseph Gerrard taking over the point guard position. The offense has looked a lot better since then. So uh, I'm laying the wood here with the Syracuse Orange, Sean.
4: Nice. All right. Uh, I'll look forward to that. Real quick, we only have about uh, 20 seconds left. My best bet tonight, Drew... I'm going to ride the streak. I'm going with the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks. Minus 30. It's down to 30. Akron, what are they? 0-10 ATS? 0-10 straight up? They're going to make it 0-11. Why not? I'm going to go with the streak, Drew. Uh, I'll go that. And I'll go with the over 45 points as well. I'll do the double. Uh, So let's go. Let's go, baby. And uh, Mr. Burns, uh, they're not going to lose to Indiana. You're right. You're right there.